60% of wealth is lost because of communication breakdown and a lack of trust. So if you're unwilling to communicate or to trust the next heirs, then everything you are fighting to preserve is going to be lost anyway. So why not take the time to listen to them and figure out their thoughts and how they earn money, how they save it and how they spend it and how they invest it and how they ultimately will share it. And together, worked on a plan that makes everyone more what? More comfortable. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things, and my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor, as always, make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time that we release new episodes. And be sure to like and comment on the episode. It really helps the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes just for you. Now, when you love your kids equally, you will deal with them uniquely. This was a quote I heard from Ron Blue. Now, I don't know if he came up with it. I just know that is where I heard it. And it made a lot of sense. See, many times we think, okay, we have two kids, our wealth will be divided up two ways, 50-50. And if we have four, then it would be 25, 25, 25, and 25, and any other kind of equal ratio you want to come up with, depending on the number of children. But is fair, in this case, really fair. See, maybe you have a very, very, very successful son who doesn't need any income. And you have a struggling child who is doing the right things, but just needs a little more help. Being able to identify that, being able to articulate that to your children to get their understanding and cooperation and then execute goes beyond the numbers. It is really an art and it takes years to master. So, what's fair, what is unique, may not be 50-50. It may be 60-40. It may be 70-30. That ratio is something you are going to have to come up with, and it goes beyond the numbers, right? So, in our last episode, we spoke about slowly introducing information over months and years as the amount of information you share is determined by the readiness to share and the skill set obtained by the family member. So I'm going to slow that down and say that one more time here. Last time, we spoke about slowly introducing information over months and over years as the amount of information that you, the Christian investor, is willing to share is determined by your readiness to share it and the skill sets obtained by the family member. So, you can give all the information you want, but if they're not ready, what's the use? 
is almost like me trying to explain compound interest to my four-year-old. I may be ready, but he's not. So, one of the first things we need to recognize when dealing with the family system is that we need to know the roles each person plays and the impact it is going to have on the family as a whole. Think of it this way. As throwing a rock into the water, there is a direct impact and then there's the ripple effect. So when one family member acts, it can cause a disruption amongst the other members in the system. And you must be aware of this impact and not just the initial person, but the family as a whole. For example, if I'm preparing to record an episode, as I'm kind of doing right now, it has to be absolutely quiet. There can't be a lot of noise. I can't have a lot of people around. I can't have people knocking at the studio window. Right? So I either have to go to a different studio or I have to go somewhere I'm not going to be interrupted. But as I solve my problems, there are other people in my family system that is affected. You know, maybe my daughter needs help with her homework and now she has to wait until I get back. Maybe dinner is almost ready and they have to wait until I get back. You know, actions are not made in this kind of vacuum. Financial decisions are not made in this vacuum. And your engagement is not an on and off switch, but more of a dimmer, increasing and decreasing the settings on a sliding scale to give the appropriate amount of energy at the appropriate time. So if you make one financial decision, it is going to affect everybody in your family system. Because sometimes, even if everyone is okay with the pattern initially, right? Everybody encourages you. Yeah, go out there, record. Yeah, do the podcast. Yeah, you know, have your firm, right? But over time, it could cause dysfunction. And why is that? Because family systems are dynamic. Children get older. Spouses adopt new hobbies. People change jobs. And sometimes you even move. So our ability to be flexible enough to talk through these transitions and our willingness to change the dynamic is going to be crucial in maintaining a healthy and happy family structure. Can you guess at what time am I recording this episode? If you said 4 a.m., you'll be right. But why am I recording at 4 o'clock in the morning? If you said it's around the holidays and that we're on vacation and I need to record before we go, you'd be right. Once again, we have to change the family structure. I did not want to disrupt our vacation. I did not want to disappoint my listeners. So I had to make adjustments to my family structure and my time and my business structure to satisfy all people involved. And you will have to make the same choices. You will have to make similar sacrifices if you are going to be successful. Okay. And as a financial advisor, it's my job to work with families to maintain this harmony when it comes to their finances. Asking questions such as, how do you define success now that your children are older? What concerns do you have for your children now that they are adults and they're having children of their own? Now that your youngest child is giving birth, will you be making any changes to your financial plan to include that child? 
All of this can be accomplished by establishing a family education plan. As in most aspects of planning, even if you decide not to have a plan, your plan is not to have a plan. But what we are doing here is being deliberate and creating a plan with intention and purpose. So here are four core competencies you should be aware of when establishing your estate plan and organizing your family dynamic. One is engagement. How often will you get together? The family that prays together stays together. Will going to church on Sundays be your time to talk? Will it be over Sunday dinner? Will it be during the holidays? Establishing when you will meet and discuss family issues is important to setting an expectation of engagement with the family. Next is transparency. Being able to speak clearly and definitively about your plan. You know, as financial advisors, there's a lot of industry jargon, but some of the vocabulary is crucial for you to understand. This is why I have this podcast, and this is why you are listening, because I'm going to give you the terminology you have to know to make better investment choices for you and your family. I mean, there's no way around it not knowing what a beneficiary is, okay? You must know how your trust works. You must know about probate. These are non-negotiables. So having business dialogues are imperative, but they don't have to be boring or long. Just discussing your thoughts on the market or your investments will help your family understand your perspective. I like to joke around. Uh, I speak English. I speak French. And I kind of feel like I speak finance as well because it's my job to translate your words and your feelings and your thoughts and translate those into the proper terminology. So you say, you know what? I need one of those accounts where I can save for retirement, but it's not at my job. It's like personal. Oh, you're talking about an IRA, right? You have to, <laughs> you have to be able to, to make that translation. Or I heard that when I turn 72, I need to take some money out of my account. Oh, you're talking about a required minimum distribution, right? So those are the things we have to address. And those are the things and terminology that we need to articulate to our clients and be able to simplify it in such a way that they understand it. And that's why you're listening. The next is learning. A family unit must learn together. A majority of learning about money, life, and love is established in the home. And this learning includes, but is not limited to, financial skills, experiential education, which is like sharing stories, interpersonal and team skills, such as notarizing documentations together or joining them for an annual review and even non-business learning such as mental health, spirituality, faith, and self-help. And finally, development. The intention of the Christian investor is to develop the next generation for greatness. That means each person has their own unique purpose that is in line with the overarching purpose of the family. The ability to navigate relationships is not allowing money to enhance or to undermine relationships. Understanding that you are parenting for stewardship and that being a good and wise steward is the ultimate goal. With that said, you must recognize what you are modeling and not just what you are saying to your children. So you have to ask yourself these key questions. Are you talking to your children like just barking orders and commands without input? Or are you not talking to your children at all? 
Or are you just refusing to have a conversation because you don't know enough to say anything or you're afraid that a money conversation will cause hatred and frustration and anxiety in the family? Or what about this one? Are you talking with your children? Are you allowing them to have input and in getting feedback on their intention? Because you have to understand they are going to be the next stewards and they deserve a say on what is going to be done with the wealth. Once again, on the last episode, we spoke about 60% of wealth is lost because of communication breakdown and a lack of trust. So if you're unwilling to communicate or to trust the next heirs, then everything you are fighting to preserve is going to be lost anyway. So why not take the time to listen to them and figure out their thoughts and how they earn money, how they save it, and how they spend it, and how they invest it, and how they ultimately will share it. And together, worked on a plan that makes everyone more what? More comfortable. It, it may not work on the first meeting, but over time, you both will develop the skills necessary to build a successful financial plan. As it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. That is why biblical principles are important to teach children early. But with great power comes great responsibility. That is why I encourage you not to become drunk with power and just talk to your children. But I want you to empower them and talk with your children. Because if you are obedient to God, then they will listen to you. But ask yourself, are you showing them the same respect that you want them to show you? I know in this episode, there are more questions than answers. That's by design. Because before you start creating a financial plan, you have to do some self-reflection. And this can be hard sometimes. Understanding your family dynamic, recognizing how your choices affect the whole family, and ultimately developing the money management skills in your family members is going to be the difference between success and failure, but it takes work. But I have faith in you that you will put in the work. So I want you to work on your engagement. I want you to work on your transparency, your willingness to learn and have the intention to develop the next generation so you can deal with your kids equally by dealing with them uniquely. I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment and to share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, which you should be, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. The link will be in the description below. And as a thank you, we'll give you a free gift. If you're listening on other podcast players, feel free to hit that subscribe button so you're notified once again every time we drop new episodes. And if you need help building your financial plan, you know, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. So schedule a consultation. Come talk with us. We'll love to figure out how we can serve you. Well, that's it. I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself. And I will see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 
or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Olajuwon Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Olajuwon Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Dean podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.